What's, What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. I am Toshiba Oliver, one of your hosts. And I'm Leah Ross, your other host. Living as an urban Christian woman is an amazing gift and an incredible responsibility. We need God's truth to shape and transform us. The Urban Christian Woman is a space to help us grow in faith and steward who we are and the cultural context in which we live. On this podcast, we will excavate God's word and have great conversation about books of the Bible, discuss things happening in culture along with its challenges and how the Bible responds, and hear from and be encouraged by women living faithfully in everyday spaces for the glory of God. So listen, wherever you are, know that in this space, come on in because the water is fine and be equipped for everyday life through the Urban Christian Woman podcast. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. All right, ladies, welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. I'm Toshiba Oliver. What's up, ladies? This is Leah Ross. Welcome back. Yes, we are so excited. We're very grateful to be starting the book of Luke today. Luke chapter one and two is going to be our focus. And um, hopefully you've already done that three-time read. Mm -hmm. You listened to the previous podcast with the background and the bonus of free resources and the like. So we're going to dig right in because y'all, we got a lot to say. Luke Luke has bars for days. Bars. Bars for days. And four days. And we've only got 30 minutes. So we're going to try. We're going to end the Lord's might. End the Lord's might and not go on tangents. Yes. How? But I the Holy know. Spirit, who is who is going to be a key player. He is able. <laughs> okay. So that's that Dietrich Hatton. That's that Dietrich Hatton. If you don't know about it, just Google Dietrich Hatton. Anyway, Luke 1 and 2, um, we find ourselves right at the top of Luke giving a dedication, um, which is very similar to a prologue, to um, to Theophilus, who he is writing this letter to. And he's, he's writing this letter to encourage and exhort um, Theophilus, but also to give him certainty. And so we see a single sentence meant to establish the credentials and purpose of this historical account. The goal is to secure the certainty of the gospel, which so far had been in oral tradition, um, but to have it in writing would have solidified it on another level. And um, Luke is not the only one giving the account, as we see in the gospels. And we see that the word has spread. It says Mm -hmm. in in, um, those first verses that many, Mm -hmm. many um, were, were speaking of this, but he wanted to give an orderly accounts. Which, so this is, and I, and I think we were even talking about how that can kind of be confusing because it's addressed to Theophilus. Right. At first we were like, is a letter? No, it's not a letter. It's a historical account. Right. Um, expressly saying, yes, there were witnesses, eyewitnesses Mm -hmm. who collaborated to create this written account so that yes, it had a long, um, trajectory of credibility 
even more so than um, the oral accounts, which had been going around up to that point. Right. And it was very purposeful, which is what we see in verse two, that these eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, it was delivered to them. So it wasn't, it it was purposeful that Luke was there out Mm -hmm. of God's providence Mm -hmm. and him being commissioned to write this. Yes. So Luke 1 and 2, which we're going to be going through in this episode, Mm -hmm. are narratives around the preparation and birth of John the Baptist and Jesus. Yeah. So we see sort of a few anchoring purposes through this narrative, Yeah. which is one, God always accomplishes his plan for his people. Say it one more time, girl. God always accomplishes his plan for his people. Mm -hmm. So the book unfolds with us seeing God rolling out the red carpet to accomplish this plan that he always had for his people. Secondly, God's plan for his people always has been in motion. And because of Jesus, we become benefactors of that plan. Mm -hmm. So up until this point, which we're going to see in the response of some of these key players, there was this perception of the Messiah has come for Israel. And now with Jesus on the scene, it becomes clear that not just for Israel, but for all people. Right. And then we, what we're also going to see is as we go through chapter one and two, and I'm sure that you observed it, that there were two trains leaving the station to accomplish this plan, mm-hmm. um, but they were very different. You have two trains leaving the station to herald salvation to all people, one seeking to prepare the way of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? And one seeking to proclaim that he is the way to the Lord God. So Mm -hmm. we see the story of Zechariah Mm -hmm. and um, his very, uh, that very narrative is the preparing of the way of the Lord with the birth of John the Baptist. And then we see Mm -hmm. um, Mary's narrative and she is going to be uh, proclaiming that he is the way, Mm -hmm. Jesus is the way who is in her womb. So the lineage of these two is the foreshadowing of the two dynamics we will continually see at play, the religious of Israel Mm -hmm. um, and the poor slash the oppressed in society, what is often called the social outcast, the disabled, the diseased, the women, the children, and those who are distrusted. Mm -hmm. So um, talking about some key players, let's land on the key players for Mm -hmm. Luke 1 and 2. And um, caveat that as you hopefully ladies have like really read in depth and done this study with the companion guide, we're not going to be able to hit on every single sort of like line outline like note that you're going to yes. fill in so that companion guide was so good and hope yes. that you will have taken that and run with it fill in what you see what you perceive all of that yes and what we hit on are really just going to be the highlights um but yes we trust and believe that you're going to go in depth in your own personal time yes screenshot mm-hmm. us a pic if you're using a companion guide yeah Hit us up on social media with that companion guide. Tag us, tag us. Yeah, so key players in chapters one and two are Zachariah and his wife Elizabeth, Mary, the uh, Gabriel, the angel, and the Holy Spirit. And then we also have, um, just as a subset of players, Simeon mm-hmm. and Anna. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people who are... Mm-hmm. 
the witnesses and eyewitnesses mm-hmm. and are going to be tellers. Mm-hmm. So, Leah, what's going on in the text? Mm-hmm. Tell us what's popping off. Right. So we see several things just as the narrative progresses. Mm-hmm. Initially, we see the birth of John the Baptist foretold. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the angel comes to Zechariah, he proclaims this joy and gladness. And when he says to Zechariah, your prayers have been heard, that's actually this twofold response, mm-hmm. right? Because Zechariah, he's a priest that enters into the temple yeah. and offers prayers for the people of Israel. Israel. So these prayers for Israel have been heard and answered. Right. And also, knowing that his wife was barren, we are, you know, sort of seeing that his prayers for the people of Israel also included prayers for his own wife um, to bear a son. Mm-hmm. And so those prayers, both of those prayers sort of twofold have been answered in this one. Mm-hmm. One child would both make Israel ready to receive the promised redeemer and would fill Elizabeth's personal longing. Um, And then we see Zechariah's response, Mm -hmm. which is going to be sort of a continual thread that we'll get to follow through with um, in not only these chapters, but then the rest of the book of Luke Mm -hmm. is this doubt and skepticism Mm -hmm. that he responds with. Yes, one who is um, a follower of God has committed and devoted themselves, but there is doubt Mm -hmm. and skepticism in his personhood. Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then we see the birth of Jesus foretold. Yeah. And again, a line that we will see continued, but it's a different trajectory. Yeah. An angel comes to this couple in the house of David, which alone is a fulfillment, to a virgin, which also is a fulfillment. Come on. And the angel outlines this Holy Spirit conception of Jesus, validating, again, the fulfillment of this birth outside of the inheritance and nature of Adam. Mm-hmm. And then Mary's response mm-hmm. sort of splits mm-hmm. from that which we see of Zechariah, mm-hmm. which is um, a response of belief and wonder. Mm-hmm. She never doubts, but she says, how, like, sh- I'm, I'm, I'm looking for you to show me how mm-hmm. this is going to unfold as you say. So there's never a doubt of what is going to happen. Come on. But there's this looking of wonder of how could girl, this be? Girl, say that one more time. There's, there's never... There's never a doubt, mm-hmm. but there's a looking in wonder of how could this be? Mm-hmm. She's looking towards, tell me like... How help me fucking, understand. Help me understand. Help me understand. That's one of our favorite not phrases. A man. Help me understand. <laughs> She's like, I believe you, mm-hmm. but help me understand how mm-hmm. this... How, how this is going to play out. How... Can this be? Mm-hmm. How will this be? Because mm-hmm. I know I'm a virgin. Right, which is wonderful because... I'm trying to get wifed up. I'm trying to get wifed <laughs> up, and I actually am in the process of betrothal. So tell me how this shakedown going to go down. Which is lovely because then we get illustrated and highlighted... Come on. ...that the Holy Spirit comes in conception. So we Ooh. know that what is foretold in the Old Testament is true, mm. that the Savior will be born without mm. the seed that in, that gives us the inheritance of sin, which is mm. the seed of Adam. Mm. Mm. I love the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I love the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got, we got, we got Mary. She's, she's mm-hmm. giving birth to Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Okay, what's popping off on the next stage? So then Mary's visit to Elizabeth. Elizabeth blesses Mary, mm-hmm. and Mary is blessed primarily for her faith. Mm. And then we see, okay, so Mary is blessed for her faith, mm-hmm. and then Mary turns around and blesses the Lord. Mm. And this blessing, this uh, what's often known as the Magnificat, 
is the first of these three. There's three hymns that tie together Luke 1 and 2. Right. Hers is the first. Next is Zechariah. And then lastly is Simeon in chapter 2. And so then moving on in this outline of what's happening in these first two chapters is the account of both births. Elizabeth gave birth and obeys the command by calling him John. Come on. And, and go ahead. Because we're going. We're, I'm getting we're, we're running on this one. I'm, I'm, we're running it up. We're we showing y'all. We obs- we're, this is all obser- mm-hmm. uh, obser- observation mm-hmm. of the text. I'm saying observing. Mm-hmm. Observation of the text. So Elizabeth gave birth and she o- obeys the command by calling him John. Mm-hmm. And Zechariah affirms that even though, even though he's deaf and mute, highlighting not only the power of God, but the mercy of God. Now, let me. I don't know if y'all was shouting in y'all's house when y'all observed this, but just just rewind yeah. because y'all remember that when Gabriel came to Zechariah, mm-hmm. he doubted the word of the Lord. And then the people are like, yo, Zechariah, mm-hmm. Elizabeth, that's not, John is not in y'all's family's it's family name. name. It's not your family name. He should be called Zechariah. And guess what happens? Zachariah can't even open his mouth, mm-hmm. but but that joke assigned mm-hmm. his name is John because he mm-hmm. said God's mercy is giving me another opportunity yes. to obey. So here is where here is where. I'm about to shout right now. <laughs> I'm about to shout right now. And God is faithful. He is. He is, Woo. and he's faithful in showing up His mighty hand in making in in accomplishing Come His purposes. Because not only that, but it says the Zechariah because they had to sign to him. They had to sign to him. He was not just mute, y'all. He was deaf. So Elizabeth, he did not know that mm-hmm. Elizabeth spoke first. He That's couldn't right. have known. He couldn't have known. That Elizabeth spoke first and said his name is John. Mm-hmm. And then Zechariah affirms that, mm-hmm. highlighting not only the power of God, but the mercy but of God. But the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. So then Mary and Joseph returned to Bethlehem where Mary gave birth to Jesus. And the birth announcement goes first to the shepherds. Leah, this is your yes. jam. This is your jam about the shepherds. Yes. Talk about the shepherds the, and, and the swaddling. Right. Talk so about the, it. Yes. So the birth announcement goes out to the shepherds. Mm-hmm. And where the account that the angel tells them the way that he lays it out. Yep. And I'm, I got I got to turn there. Yep, yep, yep. He says, he says that um, to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord will be born. And this is a sign to you. Mm-hmm. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. Mm-hmm. And so for them, they knew as shepherds mm-hmm. because they were the actual shepherds that took care of sheep that were to be sacrifices in the temple. Come on. They knew Come on. that a sacrificial lamb would have to be pure, spotless. And so they wrapped those lambs. They wrapped the lambs, y'all. In swaddling cloth. They wrapped lambs, literal lambs in swaddling cloth. So when we're saying that the the communication that went forth from the mouth of this angel was symbolic of saying, y'all know what a spotless sacrifice is supposed to be. Mm. And so when you come upon this baby Jesus, you will know that he is the lamb of God. That's it. The blameless one who has come to save the people Mm. from their sins. Mm. And y'all, I don't know if y'all catching on to this, but Jesus loves 
loves people so much and mm-hmm. his plan to fulfill himself to every single person that he does not leave those people without. Mm-hmm. And he ministers to them mm-hmm. in the way in which mm-hmm. they understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He called the girl by. Yeah. Go yes. on. Go he on. He knows exactly what the spirit needs to communicate in order to connect those That's right. dots That's right. for us to see him in awe and wonder. That's it. And so then going on further in chapter two, this is Jesus from birth to 12 years old. And so we see a couple of things here. Mm. We see Simeon, who mm. is full of the Holy Spirit and waiting for the Messiah, who yep. gets to meet this baby Jesus in the mm-hmm. temple. Mm-hmm. And he prophesies over him and he sings this third and final hymn of praise over him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus returns to Nazareth with his family after having been consecrated at the temple. Mm-hmm. And then we see this passage of time where he he's raised there and then... Um, by the age of 12, at the age of 12, Jesus returned with his family when they went on this um, traditional yearly pilgrimage Mm -hmm. to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Jesus returns with them. But this time he remains in the Mm -hmm. temple saying, Mm -hmm. and they're looking for him. Like, where where, where were you? I thought you were with us. And he says, as if it's like, don't y'all know? Yeah. I must be in my father's house, yeah. signaling to them this priority in his life of teaching in the synagogues among the people of God. And also speaking to his authority to yeah. say to give them a preface. That's why mm-hmm. we'll see a lot in chapter one and two that is saying that Mary is treasuring up these things in her heart because... You know, it wasn't that he was being disobedient mm-hmm. because he was operating mm-hmm. in submission to the Father mm-hmm. because he was fully God first yes. and then fully man. Mm-hmm. Carry on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have the background of this is taking place in the time of Herod and this is taking place in Judea. Mm-hmm. Which, can I speak to that? Yes. Because let me just share with y'all some of the, the stuff that was going down mm-hmm. in the time of Herod. Herod is now the, I believe, the sixth king to take the throne. So there was a lot of political mm-hmm. unrest yeah, political and a lot turnover. of turnover, mm-hmm. a lot of political turnover mm-hmm. in this time, along with the fact, so you have the people in Judea who are actually experiencing political mm-hmm. unrest saying, we need a king who's going to stay mm-hmm. solid in the throne. Mm-hmm. And then you got Israel mm-hmm. who is like, where is the redemptive one that we have been told yes. of? Go yep. on. Yep. Carry on. Yes. So all of that is happening. This is the setting. This, I mean, there's, yeah, mm. this is not a, a sort of placid time. This yes. is a time of turmoil and unrest and people are looking and searching and, and tense. And mm-hmm. this is the scene on which Jesus shows up. Mm-hmm. And why is this taking place? We want you to know this is taking place to set in motion the plan of salvation from God that has been prepared since all time. Y'all, I know I've we have said that now three times in this first couple minutes. Say it one more time. But that's because it's really important. This is the, the plan set in motion of God, from God, the salvation that has been pre- prepared since all time. That's right. Ladies, have you been wondering how should I process what is happening in the world around me? Well, welcome. Girl, you're not alone. In this polarizing time, we can choose to either consume voice after voice, ignore what is happening in our world, or consume the Word of God, His wisdom, and His counsel for where we find ourselves today. We would love for you to join us in our upcoming series, 
Ways of the Kingdom, a study and conversation through the book of Luke. Grab your Bible, your journal, and download the guide as we journey through the book of Luke together. And listen, sharing is caring, so bring a friend on the journey too. Follow us on social media, IG, as well as Facebook at The Urban Christian Woman and reply with hashtag all in T-U-C-W hashtag Luke. For more information and for more details on the Ways of the Kingdom and the Book of Luke series, you can find it at our website, www.theurbanchristianwoman.com. And so, yeah, let's talk about what are the themes overall that we've seen in these first two chapters. Yeah, the, the let's let's talk about the plan. Mm-hmm. So, what type of plan is this? Mm-hmm. Is this just like only an action plan? Is it um, a plan for later? No, it was an intentional, fulfilled, redemptive plan. Yeah. It was redemption. What does it mean to redeem? It is to buy back yeah. what was what belonged rightfully to the God of all creation mm-hmm. that man had marred. Mm-hmm. And so this was a redemptive plan that was a worldwide mission. We see in Old Testament, right, mm-hmm. that the plan was was Israel was used to point to the redemptive plan. Mm-hmm. They were not the only plan. Even from the beginning, they were not the only plan. Mm-hmm. They were there to point us to the redemptive plan. They were there to point us to the fact. Why? Because in Old Testament, we see that they were oppressed. We see that they were the social outcast right. in that time. They right. were the least of these, right? right? right. So, so God was actually using them to point us Mm -hmm. to his redemptive plan Mm -hmm. in his worldwide mission to redeem all people, to Mm -hmm. buy back all people. Mm -hmm. So that's thing number one. Yes. Redemptive plan is a worldwide mission. Number two, Leah, it's mercy. Talk Mm -hmm. to us about that. Yeah, so the mercy, which is primarily we see highlighted in this trajectory of Zechariah and Mm -hmm. his story, that even in the face of his unbelief, sort of that first time around as he receives the word from the angel, we still see the unfolding of God's mercy when he is given first another chance right, right, to either bow to the culture in naming their son or bow to the will of the Lord Mm. and name their son John. Mm. And so it's this this coming, this second, like, Listen. Submission. It's a submission. The Lord is not going to give up on his people. And you may not get it right the first Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. but his mercy says, Mm -hmm. I am not giving up. I am going to put Zechariah under the consequence of his unbelief. That's right. But in in sitting in that consequence, he's going to have his eyes opened. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And he chooses, he chooses this will of the Lord to name their son John. Mm-hmm. And so we know that the legacy, his family legacy, was was never meant to usurp the legacy of the kingdom. And in God's mercy, he mm. had the time to see that. Yes. He had the time to yes. see that. And that's a that's a nugget that we can even just take yeah. for ourselves. Absolutely. Even though we're not at application. Yeah. Is that your legacy, your family legacy, mm-hmm. what you 
uh, are, are led for your family. It's never meant to usurp the legacy of the kingdom. It yeah. comes, alongside it comes alongside the mission mm-hmm. of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. so in moving ahead, Leah, let's talk about some of... Um, some of these key verses Mm -hmm. and we see in these two trains of thought that are leaving the station, the pronouncement of John to Zechariah that leads to a doubt or an unbelief Mm -hmm. in Luke 1, 18 through 20. Mm -hmm. We also see the pronouncement of Jesus to Mary that that leads itself to belief Mm -hmm. and submission in the unknown. Mm -hmm. And then we see the pronouncement of the Savior to the shepherds, which leads to a belief leading to a personal encounter. So we see this key encompassing component that's laying the foundation of truly what faith is. Right, right. What faith is. Mm -hmm. And what is faith? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. We're anchoring in this belief that God, again, Mm -hmm. is going to accomplish the plan that he has had in mind since the fullness of time. Mm -hmm. Believing that. Yes. So we're going to transition and w- how do we see Christ? We're we're looking at this component. If you have the companion guide, it says, listen. Listen is the space where we see the interpretation. How is Christ seen and revealed in the text? And so Christ is the fulfillment of promised salvation for all people. Mm-hmm. That is the over-encompassing uh, nugget mm-hmm. for Luke 1 and 2. He is the fulfillment of the promised salvation for all people. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there are implications spiritually, yeah. there are implications personally, and there are implications socially and culturally. So Leah, talk to us about the implications spiritually because Christ is is the fulfillment of this mission and plan. So Luke 1 and 2 is really heavy with this uh, prophetic presence where there are a lot of prophetic words spoken either by angels or by those who have then seen and then proclaim um, those hymns of praise that we talked about. And this rich prophetic presence is meant to support the weight of the fact that this is the Messiah sent to save the world from sin and death, Mm -hmm. that he has finally come on the scene and that all that God has promised is being set into motion. Yeah. The intentions of our hearts are actually laid bare sort of in this in this ex- in these example of these key players of Zechariah, mm-hmm. Mary and the shepherds mm-hmm. and then Simeon and Anna and all, even those that first heard Jesus when he was 12 asking mm-hmm. and answering questions in the temple. All of that begins to reveal sort of this uh the the thoughts and intentions of our hearts as we relate to this mm-hmm. um Jesus, this Messiah, mm-hmm. come in, into the world to save us from our sin. So, Leah, in a nutshell, we're seeing what was happening in Old Testament of religiosity mm-hmm. now transferring itself into New Testament, mm-hmm. New Covenant, mm-hmm. which is going to root itself mm-hmm. in in the posture prophetically, which is what God desired, mm-hmm. which is relationship. Mm-hmm. So we're going, for, we're, yeah. we're seeing this, the implications spiritually of religion mm-hmm. versus relationship. Mm-hmm. Checking boxes well, versus... religion turned into relationship, right? Okay. Because God desired this relationship and the way that it was sort of like led mm. to in Old Testament, mm-hmm. there, was, there wasn't the 
concrete, once and for all, sacrificial yes. messiah, right? Yes. Like that yes. anchors it into yes. relationship. It always somehow was left undone. Right, right. Or or incomplete. Incomplete. Imperfect. Yes, imperfect. Right? These, these repeated, and we'll, and we'll see that even more as we look right. into this uh, trajectory in the wilderness. Lord have mercy. We, we, yeah, the wilderness, that's a whole other thing. But we see just the imperfect uh, practice of religion that doesn't actually fulfill. And then the perfect sacrifice of the Messiah that has then come on the scene to fulfill everything mm-hmm. that the law requires for us to be in a relationship with God. So we see the implications spiritually, and then we see the implications personally, where um, where in the narrative of Zechariah mm-hmm. and Mary, where Zechariah doubts when the angel Gabriel comes to him versus Mary, who um, when the angel Gabriel sees um when she encounters Gabriel, mm-hmm. she believes. And so this anchors everything else we see mm-hmm. from here on. It's a lens through which we are viewing what's happening with these key players. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to doubt what has been said in the fulfillment of Christ, mm-hmm. or you're going to believe what is being said about mm-hmm. the fulfillment of Christ. Mm-hmm. So there's this there's this implication towards our hearts, mm-hmm. and we see the treasuring up in the hearts. And then even in um, Mary's song, Mm -hmm. she talks about the thoughts in the heart. So we Mm -hmm. see the implications personally. And then Leah, talk to us about the implications socially and culturally. Yes. I mean, what is happening here is this worldwide mission being set into motion. No people as we've seen through even just this way, the way the birth announcement came right. on the scene, there is no one, no people group, no person who is outside of salvation's reach. You know, we see that previously when we talk about how the Old Testament ties together with the New Testament, there mm-hmm. were these obligations that a non-Jew had to abide by mm-hmm. in order to be included among these chosen people of God. Right. But Jesus comes on the scene and, and blows those barriers for who is the chosen people of God. I mean, it always was by faith, mm-hmm. you know, we saw we see that even throwback to Abraham. Yep. But what we know is that now Jesus coming on the scene is making every provision. Mm-hmm. He's saying, in my flesh, I have fulfilled every obligation mm-hmm. so that no matter who you are, no matter how society has viewed you, mm-hmm. you have access to be called a beloved child by God the Father through his holy son, Jesus Christ. So mm. the the cultural and social implications, the fact that there's no longer these stratified levels yep, yep. that have that were created. Right. Now, I mean that is that is blown away. Right. And we see that pro- with Simeon's prophetic yes. word before he dies. Ooh. He mentions the mm-hmm. Gentiles, right? He mentions yes. the Gentiles. In, verse, um, t- in chapter 2, verse 32, he says, this is a light for revelation to the Gentiles mm. and for glory to your people of Israel. So it's the it's the glory of the people mm. of Israel who mm. knew all along, mm. who were mm. waiting all along. Mm. And it is a light to the Gentiles who previously lived in darkness. They didn't know. Yep. They didn't. They didn't. They weren't looking for it. They didn't know what to look for. Yep. And so there's the glory to the people of Israel. His promises are true and they're mm-hmm. fulfilled. And there's a light to the Gentiles who were walking in darkness and now know and can see and can believe. Ooh, that's rich. That's rich. Yeah. And because of that, now we can get to 
the implications for our lives, mm-hmm. the application for our lives. So we have seen how we see Christ as our salvation mm-hmm. and our redemption and the fulfillment mm-hmm. of what was promised, what was promised. And we've we've seen it in the text. What does that mean for us mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. And here's the first thing. Because of Christ, because of Christ, Christ is, is our salvation. Yeah. Christ is our salvation. And so we have a choice to believe or deny who he is. And let me tell you something, regardless of whether or not we believe or deny who he is, it still will not change the fact and the certainty that he is Mm -hmm. the salvation for all people. Christ is our salvation. And because he's our salvation, he is his impact in our lives not just affects us spiritually, not just personally, but also culturally. Mm-hmm. So he has impact in our lives not in just one area, but our entire life, our entire personhood. Yeah, and I, I actually, in the last episode, when we dropped those resources, those nuggets, I really want to double down and, and encourage you guys to go find that paltry video because he talks about this. He talks about mm. Christ has come to captivate every part of your life. Mm. He cannot captivate that's only right. your heart. I know that's right, he girl. He also has to captivate your thoughts, come on. your actions, come on. your 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 words, your, your deep, words, come on now. your behavior. He, come on. he, he, he comes mm. to captivate every area Woo. so the implications mm. then flow into every part of your life. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. So let's talk about some of those implications spiritually in light of these reactions related to belief from Zechariah, Mary and the shepherds. We have to ask ourselves, do we believe? Mm -hmm. And if we believe, how does that impact us? Do we believe that this historical confirmed account Mm -hmm. of things that are proven to be true have an implication and an impact on our lives today. Lord willing, your heart says yes and amen. Mm -hmm. And if your heart has been saying no, honey, DM us because we would love to have further conversation with you and get you connected with a local church body wherever you are in the Mm -hmm. U.S. to talk about those implications spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so the gospel was never meant. Jesus, when he came to proclaim the good news, Mm -hmm. it was never meant to just be one part of your personhood. It has implications for your very life today. Yeah. 
not just eternally, Mm -hmm. but today. Mm -hmm. So Leah, what are the implications personally for us as uh, women? Yeah. Do you see, do we see ourselves personally as in need of salvation? Mm. And just as you said, also Christ's lordship, right? This is not just something that we intellectually sort of agree to. Mm. Um, Jesus is Lord of our lives. Mm. And as we saw in Mary's witness, like, Mm. is it a treasure? Mary treasured up these things. Is it a treasure for us or Mm. is it just a tradition? Girl, girl. And and we can see this in her song because she said, I am the Lord's servant. Mm -hmm. Be it unto me as Mm -hmm. you have said. Mm -hmm. That's lordship. Mm -hmm. So when we are not in agreement... Come on now. When we're not in agreement <laughs> when when we're not in agreement with what the Lord has spoken, mm-hmm. with what the Lord has orchestrated, with mm-hmm. what the Lord has provided, mm-hmm. what are we going to do in that moment? Are we going to say, mm-hmm. I am the Lord's servant, be it unto me, as you have said? Mm-hmm. Or it's not just not in agreement, mm-hmm. it's I don't even know what the next Mm-hmm. situation is going to be. I don't even know. I don't know the unknown of what's before, but I'm the Lord's servant. Yeah. So be it unto me. There's this lordship yeah. that reigns over our life. Mm-hmm. And we are saying we are committed towards the allegiance of the kingdom yeah. of God yeah. that has come through the avenue yeah. of our Lord and Savior, Jesus right. Christ. And Ooh. that is, that's right where it splits. Like this is, this is a treasure. Mm. We have the word itself for us to say, mm. you know, when Mary says, be it unto me as the Lord has said, she knows this oral tradition yep. from the, the people of Israel. She knows mm. these prophetic words, but we have the whole counsel, whole counsel of, God. of God. So when we say, be Ooh. it unto me as the Lord has said, mm. that means every word that is in mm. his scriptures are mm. true for our lives. Mm. You know, we, we don't have to question. We don't have to wonder. We can go to it and say, listen, Lord, this is what your word says. Yes. And so just like you said, when it doesn't make sense mm. to me, let it be what your word says. That's it. So you when saying- When it doesn't, when the trajectory woo. is not there and I don't see it, mm, mm, it mm. doesn't matter. Be it as your word says. And yeah. I will wait patiently for mm. s- to see. Like a watchman that waits for the morning. I'm on wait. I'm on wait. Help me, Lord, to wait. Because we got yeah. the, be- we know the beginning, the yeah. middle, and the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Girl, we got the beginning, the mm-hmm. middle, and the end. Yeah. Woo. Oh, that's a word, yes, honey. That's, that's a, a whole word. word. That's, that's a, a whole life-giving word. Yes. And so finally, then we come into these implications for us socially and culturally. Mm. Do we believe that the gospel is for all people and is able to and is purposed to free all people? Mm. Because, ladies, we see it now. The, the trajectory of the gospel coming in the form of Jesus unfolding, we see that it is for all people. Mm. And so do we believe that to be true? Do we believe that Jesus coming on the scene is actually blowing this paradigm mm-hmm. of stratification of who can and who can't and who can enter and who cannot? Mm-hmm. Do we really believe that this is blown, mm-hmm. that all people mm-hmm. have equal and free access to this 
grace and forgiveness Come in on Jesus now. Christ. Come on now. And if so, and this is real right now because Come on. we're living in a culture Come on. that is I was so waiting for you to drop it. I was waiting for you to drop this nugget. I was waiting for you to drop it. Y'all, we out it. here telling people who can and who can't, who's got it right and who's got it wrong, who has Come on. access and who can't, Come on. where you have to be, Come on. what side Come you have on. to be standing Come on. on. Come but on. listen, ladies, Ooh, the, the religious divide right says now. Come on now. That if you anchor yourself in Christ as your only Make hope and shout. salvation, Make as your right only now. righteousness. I'm waving my hand in the office right now. <laughs> then our lives are aligned with that belief mm. as we relate to every person mm. socially and culturally that we interact with mm. every day. Ethnically. Okay. Every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Politically. Okay. Okay. You you out here separating yourself, not wanting to be bothered with people who don't think mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see, if so, yeah. then your life is aligned with that belief. Yeah. Yeah. Who Jesus. I know. That's a whole word for that's me. A whole that's word. a whole word for that me, I, myself, and I. And I'm, now I'm just going to go sit down. <laughs> Cause that's th- this is what this is what it means. Mm-hmm. This is what it means. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So listen, ladies. Who Luke one and two. Yes. It's There's so a rich. Lot there is so rich. It's I so great that in this just journey, you guys have been blessed. Mm-hmm. You've been led into a deeper awe and wonder. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm just ready to mm. continue this journey. Me too. Will you pray for us. Yes, Lord. We thank you so much for your your provision of yourself. Thank you that you being humanly divine uh, humbled yourself and submitted to the Father to come and dwell amongst us. Thank you that you are the plan of salvation. Thank you that you are the salvific work that we need in our lives, God. God, because there are so many things that we can place our faith in, even when we don't believe that there there is a God that is a faith system. That is a belief. And Father, we thank you. We thank you that we have not just a hope, that, but that we have a certainty mm-hmm. of a fulfillment that was prepared beforehand and has been proclaimed to us. And now because of it, we have access to it through your son, Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we pray as women, Lord, that where we lack and we have doubt, where we have um, unbelief, where we have um, a, a lack of submission to you and to your lordship, God, that you would allow us through the power of your spirit that dwelled and came uh, on, on Zechariah and Elizabeth and Mary and Simeon and Anna, Lord God, Father, that it would now pour out itself on us so that we can be faithful, humble servants who are submissive to you in obedience by faith. And so, Lord, we look to you in the in the times ahead, in the days ahead. We pray, God, that this podcast would not just be a study for the day. But, Father, we pray that you would carry these truths throughout our week. Carry it into our hearts. Allow it to pour out into the spaces of our of the marketplace with our children, with our spouses, with our neighbors, with our friends, with our local church believers, Lord. And we entrust this to you because you're a great God, a good father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, ladies. Have a blessed day. Bye.